He is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. Amen. A very warm Sunday morning welcome to you. You're listening to St. Mark Lutheran Church and Bemidji's podcast. Today's podcast is sponsored by the tantruming at the main point of the sermon club. We were keeping mothers harried and you distracted from the back pew before it was cool. The third Sunday of Easter allows us to focus once more on the post-resurrection of Jesus. Just as the Lord repeatedly appeared to his disciples in the weeks after his resurrection, it is good for us to direct our attention to these appearances since they have the power to replace spiritual blindness with sight. If you're interested in learning more about our ministry, may I suggest you take a peek at our website, www.stmarkbemidji.org. You may also think about subscribing to our YouTube channel for a video podcast or our Facebook page. And if you haven't already, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts or your favorite Podcast 2.0 app. If you have any trouble finding us, just look in the show notes in the podcast for the links. I also want to hear from you. If you have any feedback on this podcast or you just want to say hi, drop me a line at john.kirk at stmarksbemidji.org. Our sermon for today is titled, Recognize the Lord, and is based on a reading from John chapter 21, verses 1 through 14. Afterward, Jesus appeared again to his disciples by the Sea of Galilee. It happened this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, also known as Didymus, Nathanael from Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, and the two other disciples were together. I'm going out to fish. Simon Peter told them, and they said, We will go with you. So they went out, got into the boat, and that night they caught nothing. Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore, but the disciples did not realize that it was Jesus. He called out to them, Friends, haven't you any fish? No, they answered. He said, Throw your net on the right side of the boat, and you will find some. When they did, They were unable to haul the net in because of the large number of fish. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord! As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord! He wrapped his outer garment around him, for he had taken it off, and jumped into the water. The other disciples followed in the boat, towing the net full of fish, for they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards. When they landed, They saw a fire of burning coals there with fish on it and some bread. Jesus said to them, Bring some of the fish you have just caught. So Simon Peter climbed back into the boat and dragged the net ashore. It was full of large fish. But even with 153, but even with so many, the net was not torn. Jesus said to them, Come and have breakfast. None of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? They knew it was the Lord. Jesus came, took the bread and gave it to them, and did the same with the fish. This was now the third time Jesus appeared to his disciples after he was raised from the dead. We now join Pastor Zamzo for the sermon. Was it the distance? Was it the mist over the water? Was it bad eyesight? Was it possibly that his appearance in some way, shape, or form in his glorified body was 
altered in some way? Was it the common boat landing greeting with which he addressed them? Something that we're pretty familiar with here around the Minnesota and the Midwest. You pull your boat up to the dock and if some stranger is standing there, what do they say? You catch anything? Why didn't they recognize him right away? What was it that prevented them from recognizing their Lord? You can think about that for a while, and there's a bunch of possible reasons. Maybe it was one of these things. Maybe it was all of them. But what is important to focus on in this text is what makes the disciples recognize Jesus. What is it that immediately shows them that this is the Lord and makes them all recognize this is the Savior. This is Jesus. You got these seven guys in a boat. Skunked. You know the feeling if you've been out there. No fish. All night. And they hear this guy call out to them from the shore, Hey, did you catch anything? And you can almost hear the tone in their voice ring off the water back to the land. No. <laughs> no. And immediately following that, what might be the worst fishing advice, well, maybe the second worst fishing advice ever given. Throw your net on the right side of the boat. What? Does it even matter if you're fishing uh, from a boat what side the net goes out from? Come on, really? Yes, friends, this morning I submit to you that it is this bad fishing advice that is given with commanding authority that makes the disciples recognize Jesus. And why do I say that? Well, because he had done this before. He did this back when he initially called Peter, James, and John to be disciples the first time. And if they didn't recognize it was Jesus, at the sound of this bad fishing advice, then why follow the, the advice of some stranger standing on the shore giving horrible instructions? Some guy who's not even in the boat or anywhere near to say, oh yeah, they're right over there, just throw it in. Now they hear Jesus give this bad fishing advice, throw your net on the right side of the boat. And they do it. They do it without question. They obey. They recognize the voice and they immediately remember the miraculous catch of fish from three years previous. And although he is up to this point a stranger, they immediately do what he says because of the commanding authority that is in his voice. And the result is the same as the first time. A massive catch of fish. 
so big that it's imp- the exact number is impressed on St. John's memory, 100, 153. And then John says what everybody already knows. It's the Lord. And Peter takes one look over the side and realizes that it's shallow enough. And he wraps his cloak around him and he jumps in and he runs to the shore as fast as he can get there because he recognizes his Lord. He wants to see the risen Christ again. And he gets there and the rest of the disciples follow along and the boat is hauled up. And then we have another miracle that takes place. A roaring fire already died down, fit for coals to cook on, baked bread. Did Jesus bring along some yeast packets and some flour? (laughs) And He already has fish there cooking for Him. And if you're paying attention, bread and fish? The disciples were going to eat breakfast, the same meal that they had when Jesus fed the 5,000. Nobody was sitting there wondering, is He going to say, it is I, the Lord? That would have been totally redundant. They all knew it was Jesus. They all knew it was their Savior. They all knew it was their Lord. In fact, if you go back, you can pick this this account apart more than I, I already have here. And you can find more reminders of Jesus' entire ministry in these first 14 verses. And it would take too long um, to enumerate all of them this morning. Yet, it is enough to say that these string of miracles that we've seen happen here, from the catch of fish to the meal on the shore, these things serve the same purpose as all of Jesus' other miracles, which is... Namely, to strengthen the faith of his believers, of of his disciples, those who are with him. But here we have something more. These miracles go a little bit farther. Not just because they happen after Easter. Not just because this is after Jesus has risen from the dead, and that's miraculous enough in and of itself. But these miracles are designed for those who are going out to carry the message. He is risen to the world. And we can see how these events would strengthen the faith of the apostles, but it all goes back to that moment in the boat with the bad fishing advice. It all goes back to them hearing the Lord call out to them and in that moment reminding them of the first time that He called them when he told them, I'm going to make you fishers of men. You are going to go out with my word and my message and you're going to catch people alive. There's something that dawned on me too. You know, you call it fishing. Jesus, uh, in the original, doesn't call it uh, in Luke's Gospel account when he calls them to be disciples and says, go be fishers of men. That word there in Greek doesn't mean to fish. Like, well, maybe, maybe not. It literally means to catch alive. Just as surely as they threw the net at his command over the side of that boat, and there were fish there. That was catching. That's not fishing. That's catching. 
And that is what the Lord is doing here and showing His disciples. And it's a text like this one that helps us modern fishers of men to recognize the Lord. Because for you and I, it's not morning mist and it's not bad eyesight and it's not distance that keeps us or prevents us from recognizing the Lord. Rather, it's our own sinful nature. Impress upon our sinful nature the fact that the same Lord that performed all these miracles, who rose from the dead, who called sinners to be fishers of men, has told us in His Word where to find Him and how to recognize Him. But how often in our own sinful natures, don't we want just a little more than this? We want some feeling or some surety behind it. We want something more. Maybe some more emotion. Maybe some more feelings connected to it. The Lord tells us that His sheep will recognize His voice. But how often don't we put other messages and other voices in the world above the clear call of our Savior? Whether it be gossip or politics. We know that every good and perfect gift comes down from heaven from His hand But how often don't we want more? Or how often aren't we ungrateful? The Lord tells us that He comes to meet with us in the waters of baptism. The Lord tells us that He comes and meets with us in bread and wine. And yet, so often in our sinful nature, we are guilty of failing to recognize that. We simply go through the motions. Maybe our mentally absent We fail to prepare ourselves to meet the Lord where He has told us to recognize Him, where He has promised to meet us. Like those disciples, like those apostles on the Sea of Galilee, we too have been sent out with the same message of the risen Lord. We too have the assurance that He is placed here among us in His Word and in the sacraments, a place where all can find Him. In these quiet and in these common ways that are accessible to everyone, not the elite, not the rich, but everyone, rich and poor, can come and meet Him here. We have this message that He is alive. We don't have to guess. We have the word of the apostles who sat there on that beach and ate breakfast with them, with Him that day. How important it is then as we ponder what the Word of God is, the Word of the Savior, and recognize Jesus. Recognize the Lord where He tells us that He is found. For there is no more important person in our lives, in our homes, in our workplace, of course here at church. There is no more important person in the world to recognize than the Lord Jesus. And He comes to us in these quiet and in these common ways. 
And he does so because there are millions, if not billions, who do not recognize him, who do not know him. And this is what we call them to. These simple and these quiet ways, the word and the sacraments. And we have the privilege and the joy of pointing to the word of God and sharing it and saying, this is the Lord. This is his word. This is how we recognize him. We have the privilege and the joy of sharing the Lord's Supper with each other and saying, this is the Lord given to us in with and under the bread and wine where he meets with you personally. It reminds you that your sins are forgiven. For it is the risen Lord who has called each and every one of us and who wants us, like the first disciples, to go out and to be fishers of men. Yet, a book? Bread and wine? And this all starts with water getting poured over your head? That's the bait and tackle? Sounds even worse than bad fishing advice. But these are the things upon which the church is built. The word and the sacraments. These are the things that the Lord has said Go and catch people alive with. He calls it catching, not just fishing like maybe. No, it is by the Word and the sacraments, the Bible, the Lord's Supper, and baptism. It is by these things that the Holy Spirit chooses to work to strengthen our faith. To help us recognize our Savior Jesus and all the things that He has done for us. It is by these things that He has told us. The Holy Spirit will work on the hearts and on the minds of those who do not recognize Me yet. Yes, a book. Yes, bread. Yes, wine. Yes, water over the head. But this is not our word. This isn't our advice. This isn't our traditions. No, this bad fishing advice comes from the same mouth and comes from the same hand as the one whose hands were extended and nailed to a cross and from the same mouth whose voice cried out, it is finished. From the same one whose body lay in a grave for three days but now lives and reigns and rules eternally. It's He who gives this instruction with this commanding authority. Go. Go with this message. Preach and teach and share everything that I have commanded you. Use my word. I meet with you in the sacraments. This is how you recognize me. Yes, the Lord gives us bad fishing advice, but He tells us to go and use it. He tells us that this is the means by which He is recognized. And He produces miracles from it. Just as He produced the miracle on the shore of Galilee that day with a miraculous catch of fish. These are the tools of the trade, friends. 
the word and the sacrament, the means of grace. And these are the things by which the Lord has said in these things, you will recognize me and know me. Amen. That's all there is for today, but we are so happy you took a few moments out of your busy day to listen to God's Word with us. Please consider subscribing to our podcast to hear more devotions like this, Monday through Friday, and to hear our Sunday sermons as well. We also cordially invite you to join us for church every week at 8 a.m. and 10.30 a.m. on Sunday mornings. If you would like more information about our church and its ministry, please visit our website at www.stmarksbemidji.org.